So I've said on the podcast before that rec markets are all dead after they become a regulated marketplace. So in this report, we're going to take a look at U.S. medical and recreational market development and kind of just dive in and fact check that and see just how uh, medical markets are responding these days. Um, some are doing really well, um, but I still stand by the fact that eventually they all fade away. We're going to dive into some U.S. medical markets and rec and see how they develop all coming up. Welcome back to The Talking Hedge. I'm Josh Kincaid, Capital Markets Analyst and host of your Cannabis Business Podcast. We're gonna take a look at the monthly adult use cannabis sales in Illinois and Michigan since their transitions from medical only to uh, rec and medical. So as the expectation with a new market, both Michigan and Illinois, they've seen a tremendous sales growth since launching their adult use cannabis programs. Sales in Illinois, they've grown 226% to 127 million uh, as of July. Michigan's program, they got off to a slower start, resulted in even greater proportional growth over the same period. Their total adult use program grew um, to 115 million. That's an increase of 1,077%. You've probably seen in crypto percentage-wise, zero to a dollar is, is a huge percentage increase. So uh, anytime you have an adult use sales that uh, come online, those growths tend to happen really, really fast uh, in any new market. So what about medical sales? Obviously, they kind of get eviscerated. Uh, let's take a look and see it's not that uh, straightforward. In Illinois, medical sales, they held a fairly steady um, over the last two years, total increase of only 35% to 35 million in July. Michigan medical sales, they've been a little bit more volatile growing quickly over the first half of 2020, then decreasing to the second half when the increase again in 2021. Medical sales in Michigan grew by 75% year over year. Uh, respectable increase in most industries, but nothing by comparison to the state's own astonishing growth in recreational sales. Taking a look at the proportion of total cannabis sales in each market, starting with Michigan, you can see that the proportion of total cannabis sales to medical patients has steadily declined since the introduction of adult use. Possible that the rate of decline is slowing now, um, but in time will tell. July 2021, the total proportion of total sales to medical dropped 27%. Um, just kind of recap my thesis on this is that it's uh, it doesn't pay. Um, the, the medical prices aren't that much lower. And so you're paying $100, $150 for a year. The break-even doesn't make, doesn't, the math doesn't make sense. Also, the inconvenience of having to go and get it renewed. Maybe you're on a state registry or license and you don't want to be. Um, ultimately, it's about price and convenience. And it, that's, for, that's really the buying behavior of, of all humans. And um, getting a medical card doesn't make sense because it's not convenient. It costs too much. Illinois is a slightly different pattern at the beginning of adult use sales in the state. The adult use access launched with well over half of total cannabis sales. That was 62.7% in January of 2020. That quickly declined through the first quarter, stabilized in April 2020, and then the proportion of medical sales steadily declined, reaching an all-time low of uh, less than 21% in July of 2021. Let's look at some more existing states, Oregon, Colorado for adult use and a medical uh, looking at, um, with the previous slides, you can see medical sales as a proportion of total market, they tend to decline quickly after adult use legalization. So you might wonder 
if they continue to drop all the way down to zero and become totally irrelevant, Oregon and Colorado's medical markets providing evidence, the answer is no. Uh, strong use sales beginning in 2014, Colorado, and then 2015 in Oregon. So those two markets uh, have matured. Uh, and then we can see from the graph that both medical programs have seemed to have found some equilibrium within each state's total cannabis market. So Oregon's medical sales have contributed uh, between 8 and 12% of total sales each month. Uh, and then Colorado's medical program, even more stable, staying between 18 and 20% over the past 12 months. I think maybe the difference in Washington, it's the most competitive market probably in, um, in the U.S. at least uh, because it's not vertically integrated. So the stores don't care. They'll have 2,000 SKUs. They take a product, they triple the price on it and sell it. There is no um, roadblocks or anything. In Nevada, you know, you might have um, an opportunity to pay an opportunity. You might have somebody else who pays $50,000 for an end, you know, an end stand, uh, end cap there. Um, and so you don't have that in Washington. So it's, it's really an even playing field here. Uh, and maybe that's why it's not relevant. I mean, the medical program is, is non-existent. So basically anyone, um, with uh, there's 21 or over, they can purchase cannabis recreationally while patients have uh, medical programs, some advantages, maybe with lower taxes, a higher THC potency, and then more knowledgeable staff. Yeah, maybe. Um, the 100 milligram cap is annoying. So if I could get over 100 milligrams, that's great. Um, and then lower taxes. So that that's, that's really why people, um, this isn't going to work long term. Lower taxes, so what do you say to 10%? Great. Um, you already know what you want, so butt tenders are important, but um, getting the higher THC percentage, maybe you're going to go after RSO instead of edibles and outside of that, um, there just needs to be a better product. So we started with kind of a 30,000 uh, elevated view. Let's narrow that down to the last 90 days, focusing on Illinois, Michigan, Oregon, medical and adult cannabis markets. First, looking at the average item price. So first off, we can see in general, there's no consistent trend of significant difference in item pricing between adult use and medical markets. So in Illinois, Michigan, average item prices are nearly identical. In Oregon, however, the average item price of a rec product is 50% greater than that of a medical product. Important to note that these prices are pre-tax, so the effective amount of recreational customers would pay higher than that of medical patients in all of those examples. Oregon, all... Oregon has over 3,000 licenses, so incredibly competitive. You can get an ounce for $30, $40 um, that's you know, green certified, uh, pesticide free, and um, it's hard to compete with that. So maybe for something better, maybe that's where the price difference is. But essentially, like they said, in Illinois and Michigan, the prices are identical. So if you look at the average uh, basket size of adult use cannabis uh, for medical patients. There's a clear pattern. Medical patients tend to spend more at once. Uh, they don't want to travel. They don't want to stand online. They don't want to be out. So in Oregon, the pre-tax average basket size of medical patients over the last 90 days was 99% larger than the recreational consumers. So that should tell some operators uh, in the upcoming recreational markets that are about to expand that they should expect to drop an average basket size if they make that transition from medical to recreational sales, as I've been saying. So let's transition to category preferences. There's some product categories with a clear trend between rec and medical that others 
Um, the two different customer types clearly have different affinities. So for example, it appears that the medical patients are more likely to purchase concentrates, especially in Illinois, while recreational consumers are more likely to purchase edibles and pre-rolls. So the appeal of concentrates to medical patients makes sense, a product that format has a considerable, it's considered one of the more intense in effect. Pre-rolls and edibles, on the other hand, appeal to their proportionality, um, shareability, um, less important for medical patients. When you get to flower and vape pen, the two higher revenue categories, the trends are a little bit less clear. Uh, when you look at Illinois and Michigan, the flower is slightly higher market share in the rec markets than the medical markets, but in Oregon, flower market is a lot higher. For vape pens, rec market is higher than medical shares in Oregon and in Illinois, but the opposite true in Michigan. But ultimately, medical sales probably will eviscerate and just not be around. Um, hopefully, they will remove that 100 milligram cap, just kind of make it all inclusive and just combine that or make it clearly distinctive with better benefits and cheaper uh, for medical cards. Otherwise, it just doesn't make sense. So that's why I don't think that medical will be around very long unless something happens. It needs to be changed significantly. Um, otherwise, people are just going to kind of convert to that more regulated marketplace. With that, we're going to roll this one up. I'm Josh Kincaid. This is The Talking Hedge. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe or don't. And I'm out. Don't forget to smash that like button on your way out and check out these other videos that we've got. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. 99.9% .9 of our DNA is identical. It's a 0.1% that truly makes us different and unique. And that's what the show is about. Find out that 0.1% about your favorite guests. Find out what music they like, their first cannabis experience, and even what their room looked like growing up. But more importantly, or as important, their journey. Learn what makes them unique on Everything is Personal. 